Hello and welcome to the Belmont Scholarly Project. My name is Angelo Ferenzi. I'm a former selectman here in Belmont, a member of the Belmont Historic Society and on the board of the Belmont Media Center. Uh, today is November 30th, 2016, and I'm conducting this interview with in the Claflin Room here at the Belmont Library with Skippy Vigorolo. Delighted to have you with us today, Skippy. Thank you very much, Angelo. Glad to be here. Um, Skippy is a longtime Belmont resident, uh, was born here, and uh, has lived here his entire life. Uh, very famous, the Skippy Vigorolo rink across the street from us here. Uh, longtime Belmont uh, town employee. Uh, so, what are your earliest memories of Belmont, Skippy? I have so many, Angelo, I don't know where to start, but I'll start back when we arrived in Belmont and how we get to Belmont. My mother and father were born in Calabria, Italy, came into the United States, States through Ellis Island back in the early 20s, immigrated. My mother ended up in Hingham for a short while, my dad ended up in Arlington. And later on, they met, as my mother moved to Arlington, they met, and we moved to Belmont. That was back in the 20s. And from there, we had a family of 10, count my mother and dad. And we had a house in Belmont on Pleasant Street. It was called the Allen's House. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, the house is, is in this library somewhere. It's called the Allen House, Allen House. And it was a duplex four rooms on each side, with a family on one side and our family on the other side. Now bringing up 10 children, I mean eight children, and a mother and dad, there's 10 of us in that small little place. And back then, back then, as I said, each, as we each were born, we had my mother, my grandmother, who was a midwife doctor, and every time we had to have a child, my mother would say, well, go get, get the hot water going, and go get Grammy. And off my father go over to Arlington and get my grandmother and bring her over. Somehow they get her over there. Now you were actually born in the house, right? Born in the house. And when I was born, I weighed two and a half pounds. Wow. And back then, all we had, we had no, no furnace or anything. We just had kerosene, black cast iron stove with a kerosene. And when I was born, they put me in a shoebox because I weighed two and a half pounds as an incubator. <laughs> and I opened up the oven door, and that was like my incubator, and I made it. <laughs> and, uh, and like I said, all of us except my sister Eleanor was born in the house, and she was born at St. Elizabeth's Hospital. Uh, who, was, now who was the oldest? My sister Ann was the oldest. The oldest. Uh, my sister Ann, and then it was myself, and it was my sister Florence. It was my brother Jay, my sister, no, my brother Jay, Anna, Pat, George, and Bobby. Oh, wow. You know? okay. And a cute story about in junior high, when she's my mother, I thought she was all through having children. I get home one day from junior high in the seventh, eighth grade, I think it was, and I walked in the door and I heard a noise like a baby crying. I said, What's this? Oh, go see your new brother, was my brother Bobby. <laughs> and I said, Mama, where did you hide this, this one? <laughs> God bless her. She was a woman. With, now, what did your dad do? My dad, he worked, worked when he got over, he worked on a farm for a few years. And then when he, he uh, got a job, he worked for the town of Belmont in public works uh -huh. way back then, whether it be uh, P. 
PWA, then right. just that, and then he got on to the electric light. And he spent a few years in electric light, and then he had a, like, back in the 50s, I think it was, he had a mishap in Belmont Center. There was an explosion in a manhole, and he was in the manhole and got severely burnt. Uh-huh. And he lasted about a year and passed away. And that, he was 49 years old at oh. that time. So he had a lot of mishaps in, in the family, but everything, so everybody survived. We had hard times, good times. And uh, like I said, back then, it, it wasn't easy. Now, you went to, you went to Winbrook School I went first. to Winbrook School, and from the top of, top of Pleasant Street, where I was born, all the way to the Winbrook School, both sides of Brighton Street. There was a principal who lived on one side, Eva Esperance, who was the principal then, and she was, I, I was in the first grade, and she always called me Jimmy. She said, come into my office. And I said, well, what do I do now, you know? She says, I want you when you go home to fill my oil jugs, which kerosene back then, mm-hmm. you know? And I did that. And on the other side of that, she was like the only house on, on one side of Brighton Street, on the right side, going down. The rest was farmland. So from the top of Pleasant Street is our house. Right to the Winbrook School, there wasn't a house. Now that's back in the early, in the late thirties, early thirties, like nineteen thirty-five, uh-huh. when I went to Winbrook School. And the other side, there was farmlands. There was Scarfo's farm. There was another farm in between called Breslin Breslin Farm. It was just a small one. And down further, before you got to Cross Street, was another Italian named Jaleo Farm. So farm both sides, all the way down. Uh huh. And I can remember working the farms when I was a kid, and back then it was, you know, it was hard times getting. We always could use a little extra money, and so I started working the farms. This was in maybe it was in the seventh grade or so, and uh, I'd go over and spend time work at the farm, bringing home money for the for the uh, family. And uh, do you remember how much you made back then? I'll tell you exactly. Yeah, I and. Back then, I worked from 7 to 12, and from 1 to 6, that was the hours at the farm. And I got 10 cents an hour, a dollar a day. And believe me, that was good for my mother. I'd work six, seven days a week, I'd give her the money, she's so happy. But in the meanwhile, you know, knowing the farms and everything, and I worked the farms, I knew her. All the gro- groceries were, you know, so sometimes at night I'd get a little lemon bag and stuff, and then my mother said we could use a few groceries, Skippy. And I knew where all the good stuff was because they were. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd, I'd go out and pick a few of these and a few of those and bring them home. So so I was like Robin Hood for the family, bringing stuff in and bringing How stuff How did you end up with the name Skippy, by the way? I, I got that, Angelo, back. I used to, like, Go fishing a little bit, you know. Yeah. And there was these fish we used to call them. They were they were sun, sun, sunshine fish, but we used to call them skippies. And okay. I guess everybody started when I used to catch them. They started, hey, so you got another skippy. You know? <laughs> and from there on, I think I developed that name. Yeah. But going back to this, like Robin Hood, you know. And there was another. There was the Frost Farm was across the street, Pleasant Street, Scarpo's Farm. 
And then there was a, 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 a fellow who had chickens, Walter Frost. He had the, he had chickens, and they used to you know get the eggs and all that. And uh, every once in a while, you know, on a Sunday or something like that, my mother would say to me, you know, we could use a chicken for, for supper. I said, what do you mean, man? Well, you know, we could get a chicken. <laughs> so I could, I'd get a burlap bag and get some bread and go over by the, by the, where the chickens were. <laughs> and I'd throw a little bread around. And uh, I'd get a little chicken, come around, grab them, put them in the bag. And my mother would have the hot water going when I got home. Mm-hmm. And back then, you know, you know, coming from Italy, they did a lot of things we'd never do in this yeah. in this country. You know, she'd put the chicken between the legs and wring the neck and yeah. put it in the hot water, pluck the chicken, and we'd have a nice Sunday dinner. You know? <laughs> that was a, that was a, yeah, I was like Robin Hood, you know, yeah. for the family. But hey, we survived, and that was 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 good, you know. But uh, there's so many so, so many stories, you know. Then, like I said, when I get out of high school. I uh, was a sophomore in high school and, you know, played a little sports. And my first job at working for the town of Belmont was recreation part-time back then. And my boss was Polly Harris mm-hmm. in the field named Polly Harris Field. Well, Polly Harris built all the parks in Belmont. And he had great imagination when you can visualize the way the playgrounds are built. Almost every section of town is a playground near it. Mm-hmm. Like Grove Street, right. you had Grove yeah. Street, you had Winbrook, you had Payson Park, you had Townfield, Pequasset. All these fields, he de- he developed these fields, and he was a great man, great man. And I played baseball for him. He was a baseball coach, plus he was the director of uh, recreation. And uh, he had he he just was a, a great man. And like I said, playing ball for him. And my June, sophomore year, played from, and I was uh, on the JVs because I was still young. And he was a varsity coach. And uh, during the year, the varsity had won more games, and they were going into a state tournament. And uh, he took me along. He says, "I want you to come because I would pitch in for the uh, JVs." And I had a good year with the JVs. I pitched a no-hitter against Concord. And uh, so he took me along. I said, I'm going to take you along just to bring you in. So we went in the tournament. We ended up going to Fenway Park. Now, this is back in 1946. And who do you think we ended up playing? We were playing Lynn Classical for the state championship. With They had Harry Aganis. And there's wow. two other fellows that played for the shortstop by the name of George Bullitt, who signed with the Detroit Tigers right after the game. So when he was a, a starting pitcher, it was a lefty. I don't know if his name was Jerry D. His name was. He started and got knocked out in the second inning. He didn't have it. So I'm in the bullpen, not realizing I was going to have a game called in. So the, the point went out, and I said, hey, he's pointing. He wants you in there. I said, me? I couldn't even see over the bullpen wall. <laughs> So anyways, I went in, and they ended up pitch, pitching the rest of the game against the Lynn Classical. That was like the start of my highlights in high school, you know, and then in fact, you know, went on to... So when you, so you played both high school and, uh, baseball and hockey in high school? I played football first. Oh, football as well. Uh, I played quarterback the football team. Uh-huh. I played baseball, then played hockey. 
And back then, now, hockey. Was Mr. Bennett the coach back then? Back then, Paulie Harris was the first coach. coach. Uh-huh. Then Frank Bennett was our coach. And Frank Bennett was a great guy. He did a lot of the kids. But back then, we only had ice. There was only three rinks in the area. You had the Boston Skating Club. You had, you had the Boston Garden and the Boston Arena. So we played all our games in the Boston Arena and the Boston Gardens. Now, we would, no way, this time of the year, we'd no ice, naturally. We didn't yeah. have any rinks. Was, like I said, three rinks, Boston Skating Club, the arena, and the Boston Gardens. So if we got a, an hour of ice somewhere during the week, we were lucky to get an hour. Now we would, would hope the ponds would freeze over, which Spy Pond used to freeze over when we started to get down there for a little practice. So we uh-huh. didn't have the ice time these kids have today. Yeah. They don't know how lucky they are, but... Thank goodness it's changing times. But back then, I used to take the streetcar down to Harvard Square into the Boston Garden, lugging my skates and, and luggage, you know, my uh, hockey gear. Play the game in their 10 minute periods in the garden, played in the arena, and we did that for the three years of high school, you know, but it was just a. Great experience. What are you, what, what's your memory of, of, of Belmont High? I mean, you obviously were, you were, you know, three. Well, three. I, I'll tell you, the Belmont High then, back then, I I, I went through the vocational. There was a Bel- Belmont vocational uh-huh. then, you know? Yeah. And that was like you started off like you first, as a sophomore, you, you got to go through all the, you went through automotive, you went through sheet metal, mm-hmm. you went through mechanical, I mean. Uh, woodworking. Woodworking. Electrical, and then you had uh, sheet metal. Like I said sheet mm-hmm. metal, yeah, and, mecha- and machine, machine shop, and m- uh, woodworking, which was Mr. Egan, Mike yeah. Egan's father. Yeah. So, uh, and then your senior year, you had a choice to pick out what what you would like to go into, and uh, I, I just went through them all. In fact, automotive back then, Angelo. We used to go to school, get a get a cl- get in a class first thing in the morning, then walk up to the town yard, walk to the town yard, and go up there for, for the automotive class and stay there till noon, and come back and have our English class at the high school. And and Jimmy Castanino and his brother Lenny Castanino were in charge of the automotive shop back then. And uh-huh. then young, who's he? What's this is Peter's father. Peter's father. Yeah. Then Peter came back and took over after his, his uh, father Jimmy. So yeah. there was there was. So and so you would actually do the work at the. Oh yeah, the, you'd at work on automobiles well, and yeah. different things and teach you up there, and then go back, walk back to school. Yeah, that's how it was, <laughs> back, back then. That's that's how it was operated. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, like I say, you know, you see, so I've seen so many changes. It's it's it's. Uh, it's the hockey team was. I mean, back then the basketball team was quite good too. With oh, Mel yeah, they, they won they the Tech Tourney uh, every year, packed yeah. with Mel Winner. Yeah. Who won the Who won the baseball game? By the way, did Lynn Classen? Lynn Classen went up beating a seven to five. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah but it was great. Okay, I get, I get I get scrapbooks at home, and someday when you got time, when you stop by the house to and see them, in. these go yeah. back with. I mean, I I did so many so many things, you know, but. Like I said, I, have, I, I can't fathom the things I've seen and done in Belmont yeah. and the changes, you know. Like the parks, when 
I went, I went, like I said, my senior year, I finished high school, and then I was back at the park. So which, just, which one did you select? I selected mechanical drawing. Mechanical drawing. Yeah, I like mechanical drawing. I was very hand with it. Just, it was a little niche, and that was Mr. Bettencourt way back then. Yeah. And anyways, uh, as I was saying, so many things. Then after that, when I finished high school, I worked a couple of months, I think, with the recreation. Then back then was the Korean War came in. And back then you get, you get drafted. You get a letter mm-hmm. from your friends and neighbors have selected you to, you know, yeah. to go to the ser- go to the service. I said, "Wow!" So I was supposed to report to Robbins Hall in Arlington, such and such a day, which is a few weeks right after I get the notice. You'd get on a bus up to Fort Devens, process at Fort Devens, down to Fort Dix, New Jersey. I spent eight weeks there infantry training. When I finished infantry training, they shipped me for heavy artillery down to El Paso, Texas, Fort Fort Bliss, Texas, uh-huh. for another eight weeks of training with heavy artillery. These were 120 millimeter guns. We used to go out and fire them out in the New Mexico Ranges, stay out there in bivouac, then come back in. Then after that was that. That's my 16 weeks of training. And then they said, "Okay, now you're going to get get your orders to where you're going to go." So again, first half first half of the alphabet. Go, you're going to Germany. I said, "Uh oh." Second half, you're going to Korea. Now that's during the Korean conflict. I said, "Oh boy, you should have one one week to process." And then you want to report to Camp, Camp Storm in California and board a ship. So I said, oh, one week, I, be, I, I better get home. I might never get home again. How am I going to get home? I didn't have any money. So I got a milk train from Texas all the way to Boston. I spent, I think, two and a half, three days at like a milk train. <laughs> Stopped at every, every place there was to stop. Finally, get get home and I spent a few days and scraped up enough money to fly to Camp Stelman, California, uh-huh. and boarded a troop ship, and off we went. And it was 14 days over. To they well, I was lucky. I was lucky in one respect. I was heading for the front lines, and my MOS was heavy artillery. And they stopped. Uh, they embarked at Okinawa, uh-huh. and with my line order and heavy artillery. There was a National Guard group that was there, and they were moving out. We, they going to—they were guarding the big air base. They're bombing 24 hours a day, B-29s, from Okinawa into into the Korea. So, like, like I said, lucky enough, I had my line out of heavy artillery. And they threw us off there, a bunch of us. So I ended up out in boy, this place on the corner of the Pacific and in yeah. the China Sea. Right at a point with a hundred foot drop of coral rock, and we set up our battery there with all the guns. And I spent 19 months there in a tent. Now, you know, obviously, you weren't playing any sports while you were in the army. No, 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 no. no. And so then you came when you got back out. 
because I remember you going to Russia. You were oh, one of the yeah, first. This is yeah. This comes later. <laughs> <laughs> How, I mean, uh, you, you stopped playing hockey, but then all of a sudden you were good enough to make a team that was put oh, together. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. because that two years was you know, you know it just yeah. staying healthy and everything. You didn't you don't yeah. lose it, you know, because I skated like I said all my life and on the ponds. But when I get back, we did. I played uh, amateur hockey for. God, up until I was in my 40s. But the team that went to Russia, we were a team that had fellas played together. They were ten guys that were all Americans, U.S. Olympians, and we formed they formed teams. It was called like the New England Hockey League, uh-huh. and everybody they had a team. We used to play all the places that we started in Brockton. We started down in down in Weymouth. Uh, Framingham, up then they started going up to Nashua, Manchester, Cork, and Lewiston. Played that whole Eastern League, but before all that, I played with the Junior Olympics. Mm-hmm. Just as soon as I got out of the service too, and we played the all, all the Eastern Coast, like we played from from uh, Boston to Providence to Springfield, down to down to uh, New York. Then we started up going up to all the way up to uh, Buffalo and all the mm-hmm. way up through it. Was, that's called the Eastern League. And that was all kids that had graduated. So what did they from. do? They took a, 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 a team or put together an all-star team put, of these put, groups? Put, yeah, you had a, you made this team to mm-hmm. call what's called a Junior Olympics. Mm-hmm. Then they had the Olympics, Boston Olympics, who played in the Boston Garden. That was the next step I could have gone to. Mm-hmm. But I played with the Junior Olympics. And I'll never forget that there's a cute story. I was playing, we were playing in Madison Square Garden. We were playing a New York Rovers junior team. And anyways, being a greenhorn, you know, I didn't try. I went to all these college kids and they were, you know, thought they were pretty pretty good and all this. And we're sitting down. So we went out to eat one night before the game. And, and then we played the game. And I think I got the winning goal in Madison Square Garden. And we won like three to two. So we're, going, we're out to eat dinner. And uh, at a nice fancy restaurant, and uh, everybody's ordering this and that, and somebody put this bowl in front of me with a couple of lemons in it. So you know, I, I don't, I, you know, I'm sitting there and looking around, and one of the f- f- hot tickets we were with said, "Skippy, why don't you try that soup? It's good." <laughs> so he says, "That soup? Yeah, he says, oh, like a Mickey. Yeah. You know, I didn't know any better." And, get the spoon I started sipping the lemon soup and they started they all cracked up <laughs> then, they got, then, I got, then I got the name lemon soup kid you know? <laughs> so that's, to start the thing about Russia well like I said the team I played with we were it was a, I mean all Americans there was the Song and there were yeah. the Coranes the Clarys they were all good players yeah. and we had won a couple of tournaments so this this one year was 50, yeah 59 with 59, said uh, we were the, we were going out to play Green Bay, Green Bay, Wisconsin, out in Green Bay, and they said the winner of this game will represent United States, and a goodwill to Russia. And I said, hey, there's something going on. So we we end up beating Green Bay, and sure enough, we were gonna go. We went to Russia. Yeah. Uh, spent two beautiful weeks in Russia. It was now the, did did. Uh, Green, t- um, uh, Jay Green, go with you. It was a Jay Green. 
who was it that was? Uh, no, Red Marsh. Red Marsh. Red, Red Marsh. Marsh. No, it was a color in there somewhere. Red, Red Marsh. Red, Red, Red he was on the team as well. Yeah. Red so you Marsh. had two guys from Belmont on. No, my on brother Jay too. Your brother Jay my as well. Brother Jay went too. Yeah. Jay was a good hockey player. Jay, Jay was an all scholastic. Uh huh. He almost should have won the the championship one year. They ended up winning a game. And they was going in overtime the next day. They had to need him beat him. Mm hmm. In overtime, one to nothing. But uh, Jay had a great career. Just curious, did your dad go to the games? My dad didn't. Sports didn't. Didn't. End yeah, because my dad, I, you know, being. I would have surprised My, if you my said dad, yes. you know, wasn't educated. Yeah. He He only went maybe the first or second grade, in coming from Italy, you know, and and uh, he just, but you know, who went? My mother. My mother, because she had a ride with me with a, my all my relatives who lived in Arlington. Yeah. So they used to go to the games, and when I we used to beat Arlington, you know, we go against one another. In fact, one of my cousins, his name was Tommy April, he was a goalie for BC afterwards, and his mother and my mother were related. So they used to wave each other's hands <laughs> at one another, meaning my son beat your son, you know. But yeah. uh, and then you ended up as as coach of the Belmont team, the Belmont uh, high school yeah, team for years. Right? Yes, How many that, years? That, How many years did you do that? I did that. Angelo, back then, you know, they didn't want to hire anybody outside except a teacher. Yeah. You know, and I happened to hit being there all the time, working the rink. Yeah. You know, and they finally got the job, and he says, well, Skip, would you take the job? And I said, sure. So I did that right after work. Everything worked. Yeah. worked together, which is nice. I did that for, like, between JV and varsity, maybe 18, 20 years. Yeah. Then now, I, you followed Bennett? Did you follow Bennett? I, f I followed, no. I followed, there was, Bennett had left. There was, uh, Doug Arangio uh -huh. did it one year. And uh, there was another coach there, too. Herbie Baker, I'm not sure. He was there. But then they made me, oh, Don Crowley. Mm -hmm. Don Crowley. He was there. And then I, then I, I went in. And I coached, you know, Varsity for quite a few years. Then I groomed little Muzzy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Muzzy was, I he made was him used. my, my, my uh, manager. Yeah. Then I finally made him my uh, assistant coach, and then God bless him. He, he did it for many, many, many he did, years. Oh, well, Muzzy well. got 30, almost 20, 30 years. He got 300 wins, I guess. Oh, wow. In those yeah. 30 years. Yeah. Now, you went to work for the rec department. I went, here's how it's, that, 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 well, One thing I remember, Skippy, was when you were at the rec department, you were being interviewed to take care of the grass at Fenway Park. I did. Is I that? Did, I did. I, I, for some reason or other, that, that, I, that I, sticks in my mind. But I did have an interview in Fenway Park, and Carl, was Mel Wesson? Mel Wesson got me the interview. He had, there was a fellow from Belmont who, I forget his name, but he was, he interviewed me, and what, what was my setback was I didn't have enough of experience with electrical. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when John, I mean, Mooney got it. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah. he, it was, it, he had more experience because he was a, with the Washington team back team. then, you yeah. know. So that's what licked it out. But that, I, being with Belmont, I, it's like, it was like my old home. Yeah. I mean... I couldn't have it any better. Just going down and go to work, and and I, I went through. I started off now with say, Paulie Harris was the first recreation director. Then Mike Egan, 
Mike's father, mm-hmm. come in as part-time recreation director while he was woodworking teacher at the high school. And he's the one that hired me. I came back from, from Korea, and I was kicking around for a while. In fact, I was with the Wesleyan brothers. Remember the Wesleyan mm-hmm. brothers? Yep. Mel and Carl? Mm-hmm. I worked with them for, for a few months, and I was getting toured the winter. He says, you know, Skippy, in the winter, we don't do too much. So Mike Egan heard, and I heard him, they were looking for somebody, and Mike Egan hired me as his foreman. And that started it. And that was back. And then, that, so I had Polly Harris, Polly Harris, who's built all the pack, Mike Egan. Then we had a fella that played for the Patriots. They hired it as a recreation director. Mel Stevens, his name was Stevens, a kicker. He didn't know too much about recreation. He just, <laughs> they, they got hired him as a figurehead, I yeah. think. But he was a good guy, but he didn't last long. Then they had a, a fellow named like Steve Blinn. He came in, and he was there, and while he was there, he was or maybe there a couple of years. Then they hired Dennis Malone. Mm-hmm. Dennis, Dennis Malone. Dennis Malone was a crackerjack. I mean, this guy had a lot of class. He ended up in the health department, right? Huh? He ended up heading up the health department. No, no, John Malone. Oh, John. Had, John oh, Malone. okay. John, John, Malone. Yeah. John Malone had yeah. the, John Malone had the yeah. health department. But Dennis, Dennis, I'll tell you, he, was, he could if he had stayed in Belmont, he could have ended up as town manager. He had, was very smart, very sharp. Mm-hmm. He handled himself well and knew, knew what he was great. And then after that, then Billy McKinney came in. Mm-hmm. So I went through six six bosses in the years I was there, but everything worked out. And the thing is, uh, if, you know, it was I loved my job and it was great, and I got great things. And you know, I started like I said back then. I remember as a, my first day a year with with uh, when Paul Harris was still director. Then we had this, the pool, Underwood Pool, was a sand bottom. So I wheelbarrowed sand in there. Um, so you no, remember it as a sand no, bottom? Oh, huh? yeah. I, 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 I wheelbarrowed sand in that thing for the first couple of years. Till then they gun at the pool. Uh-huh. But they then they had, uh, you had, you know, you had the, we had, the, you know, the filters. We didn't have, never had a filtering system. Yeah. It was just spring-fed artesian well, 85-foot artesian well. It was that little house. Yeah. And that was all sp- fed with spring water. So naturally, you know, it was always cloudy and dirty. So yeah. they used to, they used to use then bags of copper sulfate and go around and just throw a little chlorination yeah. in there, but but you couldn't see a hand in front of you, yeah. you know. And that one was the island was toward the street with a big light right. on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I worked there when it was a sand bottom. Wow. Yeah. And, and then across the, the across the parking lot, well, across the other side of the the, the culvert, the there was rink. a was a skating rink. I mean, yeah, was, I, uh, you used to used to uh, I, flood that. I, and, I, did that for me. I had rinks. I had rinks when I was there in the cold winters. I had a rink at Underwood, at that little area. Mm-hmm. I had a rink at Grove Street, Woodenbrook, Town Field, Washington Street, Pequot, tennis courts, all the tennis courts. I flooded them. We'd go home, we'd work, and at 5 o'clock, go home. I said, come back at 6. We're going out. I'd go to the fire station and tell them what hydro and I was going to be opening up for the night. Yeah. Make sure we drained them correctly for them. And we'd go out flooding nights till midnight to make a little few extra dollars. 
But I had a yeah. rink in almost every every town, part of town. They don't do it anymore. They, they, did that, they did that for years, didn't they? Was the, the, one at the, the one at Underwood, it's, it's a natural. They still could do it. It's just that I don't know what it is. It's just... You dinner, you just got to get water. Yeah, it's not a lot. Of, it's not a lot of cost associated with it doing that. I mean, just the cost of the water. Well, it wouldn't cost because yeah. you get a pump from the highway. Yeah, you go on the other side of the cover by the by the, the building here, right. right? You put a pump in there, a two inch pump, pump, pump the water in there, yeah. fill it up. Get it once you get a base, then you just have to flood a little bit. Yeah, but they get the rink, so now you know it's. And they don't really have enough. I don't have the personnel. I have enough personnel because when it snows, they take them for here and there. Yeah. yeah. But that one is a natural. That should be, you know, that should be flooded. Flooded. It, 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 it just, was, uh, it was the only I, place you could play You hockey, can't right? say anything, yeah. you know, yeah. because well, for us, it was extra money. I loved it, <laughs> you know. And uh, yeah. it's just being outdoors. But uh, it's, there's so many changes. Answer, you can't, you know. What's the biggest change you think of Belmont? I, I think the biggest change is, is uh, people can't afford to stay. Good, good, the good people couldn't afford. I, like I had four children, yeah. three girls and a boy. Now they they all had homes in Belmont. Now they all had to leave Belmont. Three are in Waltham, and the only one left is my daughter Gail. She's over on Plymouth Ave. And Jimmy and Paula and and uh, Jan. They had to move out to help out the kids to get college, you know, pay for yeah. their college fees. That's, you know, it's killed them. Yeah. And so that's why they left Belmont. And naturally, their taxes and everything else, you yeah. know, it's just the kids that, you know, grew up here can't afford to stay at Belmont. Yeah. A, it's a shame. You but know, it, it is. And it's true. It, it, it really I mean, is. it's it, true. It, it, uh, I mean, you look at the number of I mean, people now that are I mean, our age that are, you know, that are moving out, that are selling their houses. I bought, you, know, you know, when you look back, and uh, when I got married back in 57, and like Mike Eads, the one who got me the house on Thomas Street, there was an old house there, it was called, I forget the name of it, they had a milk shed in the back, and they, Mike says, just don't worry about it, we'll fix it up. That's an, so I'll bring the vocational kids up here, we'll, <laughs> we'll fix a room, yep, we'll fix a room for you, the sheet metal guys did yeah. some work, everybody pitched in. I paid 10000 for my house. Seven room single in Belmont, ten thousand. Yeah, that's how crazy. Now, now, I got divorced, and then after that, my daughter Jan built a little addition in the back, and they're still to it solid now. So, the, and I know it's been she's gone to Waltham. She's there six, seven years ago. From the time she sold that house almost six hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah. Imagine what an investment. Yeah. But crazy. it's crazy, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So the the, the 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 upgrade of the entire community. I you know I was I was talking. I went to a, a meeting yesterday. We're talking about biomed industry and 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 you know how this whole area is just flourishing as a result of that. I mean, people paying uh, money for houses that you, you you you'd never even consider. You know, back then. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. yeah. So that's one of the that's one of the major changes. Um, the other thing, you know, most of the people that worked in the town when you were there were all townies as well. I oh, mean, yeah. they, you know, everybody that oh, worked in the I town was was. There's uh, so many, so many kids that went through that through our program. Well, you know, we because I somehow help. I'd always have 
between seven and eight kids working as some, you know, my summers. Yeah. And these kids all come back and say thank you for helping, was put me on the right way, yeah. helping me out. He say I get so many compliments from kids that come back and say thank you for, and these kids have done very well, you know. Yeah. But just teaching them a little etiquette of how to work and what it is. And now, what, year, what year did you finish high school? Fifty. Forty-nine. Forty-nine. Okay. So my class, 1960, was 11 years after you. But uh, you but your Wil- friend with Wilbur Wood and Dougie Linehan and, and, you know, we had a... Wilbur, how I met Wilbur. Wilbur worked for me through high school. He lost his dad. And I took him almost like he thought I was like his father. He and I got well, up till today, even today. Yeah. I mean, he calls me at least three, four times a week to... You know, yeah. he loves to loves to get me going. Yeah. You know, because he, he finds out everything from somebody. He tickles <laughs> me. You know, he loves to, loves to get me going. And uh, this isn't recorded, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I say, he likes to break my balls, break my language. But he's a cat. He loves yeah. me, and, yeah. he, and he's a he is a, he's I'd say probably my best friend. Uh-huh. And uh, he's a gourmet cook. Who is he? Oh. Angelo, you go up his house. He soup the nuts. He's got all the all the toys, you know. Yeah. The pots, the pans, <laughs> and, the, and he I tell you, he he's a character. He really he's a, I'd love to go up there someday with you, take a oh, ride. He's a he's a character. Well I think we've been going for thirty minutes. Yeah. A little more? Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Uh that's um um anything else you wanna add to I mean, it's been it's been great, and oh, we've, no, we got we 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 got a great insight into Skippy and his life in Belmont here. But uh, is there anything else you might want to add, Skippy? No, I don't think I can. Except uh, I had a life that's good. And I got, like I said, I have four beautiful children, seven grandchildren. My first week, uh, wife was raised my four beautiful children, and uh, I had a you know separation with her, but she passed away a few years ago. And I met up with a lady for many, many years. I've been going with her. Finally tied the knot. Ah. And uh, who do you think tied the knot for us? Came to the house, Dolores Gardner. Ah, okay. <laughs> Dolores <laughs> Keefe. She's Dolores yeah. Keefe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was a 15-minute <laughs> deal. <laughs> Thank you. But she was a beautiful girl. Her name is Claire, Claire Morrow. She was a Morrow. Yeah, she was. She was the morrow. She grew up in the house we bought yeah. together. We bought seven, eight, eight seven of them. She had th- three sets of twins in her family. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. And her father was a police officer about years ago, Bill Morrow. Yeah. That's when they walked their beat and had a check in all the time, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's been a great run. Like I said, I, huh. I I'm just so lucky to still be here, you know. 86, going 87. Wow. And Where do I sign up? <laughs> <laughs> Skippy, it's been great. Well, yeah. thank you very, very much, yeah. and uh, uh, that's it for thank now. Thank you, too. Take yeah. care.